gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. back to another edition of the my two cents podcast hosted by g2 i am g2 today's episode it is episode 134 and today's title is what do you want to talk about now the reason why i titled this is because as i've been saying for the past what midweek episode this week wrestling highlights that happened yesterday and now today i've been gone for two weeks and news has happened in the past two weeks and i'm just going to be here to give you my uh, opinion on certain news topics that happened in the past two weeks and also news topics that happened this week. But before I do that, let's get into today's uh, National Food Days of the Week. Today being July 23rd it is Peanut Butter and Chocolate Day as well as Hot Dog Day and Vanilla Ice Cream Day. Tomorrow, July the 24th, it is Tequila Day, so please drink responsibly. The next day up, it is July the 25th, it is Hot Fudge Sunday Day. July 26th, it is Coffee Milkshake Day. July 27th, it is Creme Boulet Day as well as Scotch Day. So again, please drink responsibly on July 27th. July 28th, it is Hamburger Day as well as Milk Chocolate Day. And to round us off, July 29th, it is Chicken Wing Day and Lasagna Day. Now, before I start everything off, I do want to wish condolences to two individuals. First one, I want to wish condolences to the family of Gilly the Kid. He is a a uh, former rapper, now podcaster with his buddy uh, Wilo. Their podcast is Million Dollars Worth the Game. I had to wish condolences to Gilly the Kid and his family because his son um, was killed this past Thursday. He was killed in a triple shooting um, Thursday night as NBC10 would be the first to report. The shooting occurred at around 8.24 p.m. in Philadelphia. The police would say the 25-year-old was shot once in the back and taken to the hospital by the police, and he was pronounced dead at 8.39. So, Gilly the Kid and his family, that's kind of a hard pill to swallow because everybody always says it. No child is supposed to outlive the parent. So, right now, I just want to wish my condolences to the family of Gilly the Kid at this uh, time of crisis. And the next condolences I want to give up is to the family of Tony Bennett, legendary uh artist tony bennett he passed away this week at the age of 96 two weeks shy of his 97th birthday uh tony bennett i don't know much about tony i know that he was uh a singer who did an album with lady gaga like years later into his career like way late but um they did highlight that he is a 20-time Grammy Award winner. He has a Lifetime Achievement Award and two Primetime Emmys. Um, some of his notable songs, when you look them up, it is Rags to Riches, I Left My Heart in San Francisco, Body and Soul, The Very Thought of You, Cheek to Cheek, Love for Sale, I Got You Under My Skin, New York State of Mind, and um plethora of other songs. Again, Tony Bennett's music was not my forte of area of expertise, but I do want to still wish condolences to the family of Tony Bennett. And for you to be living at the age of 96 to pass away at that age. And to be having 20 Grammys under your 
belt and all these other awards. You had a hell of a life and you had a, a remarkable career. So uh, blessings to Tony Bennett and his career and blessings to the family as they are dealing with this at this time. Now, moving away from the condolences over to international news. Um, the only thing that's basically that popped me this week or that was on my radar was the North Korea U.S. kind of issue that we're having at the moment. And it's not really a big issue, but it probably could be a bigger issue down the line because we always kind of see North Korea as kind of like as a little nuanced little pet peeve that's always like pestering on the side of America. And I'll tell you the reason why I say that. Um, this comes from Reuters, as it would say, a rare submarine visit reminds North Korea of U.S. nuclear missiles out of sight in range. They would go into the article when they would say a U.S. ballistic missile submarine surfaced for a rare visit to South Korea this week. It was a blunt reminder that Washington always has nuclear-tipped missiles deployed within close striking distance of North Korea, analysts would say. Having nuclear weapons out of sight in the seas of the Korea Peninsula was a potential stronger deterrent to the north, according to some analysts, than installing them in South Korea, as Washington has done from 1958 to 1991. Um, new North Korea would uh, come out and say that the presence of such weapons in South Korea could meet the criteria for the North to use its nuclear weapons and warn the U.S. against sending any more nuclear uh, capable assistance to South Korea. So right there, we already have a problem again. North Korea, South Korea, we're going to constantly have that beef with them, but U.S. helping out South Korea, it just adds more of a stranglehold that North Korea has with South Korea and also North Korea being a problem for the U.S. and U.S. being a North Korea problem as well. And also, added on top of that, we had this week news that a U.S. military soldier, Travis King, he defected over into North Korea when he was on a tourist-style trip. And there's a line between North Korea and South Korea that you uh, can see right where South Korea ends and North Korea begins. And my man just, like, dashed right to North Korea. There is no understanding why he did this. They're still trying to seek out Travis King in North Korea. At least that's what America wants. They want to bring him back. But right now... We don't know what's going on. I don't know why anybody would want to dash into North Korea. North Korea is not a country that you want to play with. Um, the last person that did something, I'm not even going to say dash, but the last American that broke a law in North Korea, that guy ended up dying. If people that don't remember, that was a white dude who, I believe he tore down some type, type of poster on a wall in North Korea. They didn't play that. They put him in jail for some time. I remember him on the news, like, begging and pleading, saying he's sorry, he wanted to go home. And ultimately, my man ended up dying in North Korean jail, but he did get sent back home to America, but he was just dead. So I don't know what's going to happen to Travis King. Hopefully they find him. But I just want to know why he did run over into North Korea. They're starting to say, uh, reports are coming out, at least saying that they think that this was like planned he planned to like run into North Korea again I'm not so certain of that I'm waiting for more evidence to come out more uh credibility of stuff to come out but at this time we have no idea why Travis King like ran over into North Korea but hopefully he comes out safe and fine but let this be a lesson to everybody please don't run over into North Korea 
if any place, that's not the place you want to run into. That's not the place you want to try to do anything of worth in there because everybody that's basically gone from North Korea and come out, they always say the exact same thing. It's not a great place. They're under a dictator, all that type of stuff. But again, we'll have to wait and see what happens. And now from international news, let's talk about U.S. news. And you know I got to talk about it. We in America, we were brought astray, bamboozled, hoodwinked this past week. At least that's the way it's being coming out and being appeared right now. Because um, last, what, Saturday, Sunday, around that area time, there was news that came out of a disappearance of a woman in Alabama. Her name was Carly Russell. And the news that came out was that she called the police because she saw a baby on the highway and she got abducted. Now, the news would make social media news. It would make television news. I mean, she was a headline for the disappearance of Carly Russell. A couple of days later... She reappears, she walks back to her family, and ta-da, she's here. Now, this week, Wednesday afternoon, the Hoover police chief, he would hold up a press conference, and he would let everyone know that he does not believe a crime was committed, and he would share new evidence casting doubt in Russell's abduction story, which includes a number of revealing Google searches on her cell phone in the days and hours leading up to his disappearance, Recent searches on Russell's phone, he said, included how to take money from a register without being caught, one-way bus ticket from Birmingham to Nashville, Amber Alert information, and a search for the movie Taken, a film about abduction overseas. He would continue on saying this investigation is not over. However, due to public interest and in some cases public fear that this story has generated, we owe it to our citizens to share the facts that we have uncovered. It's highly unusual the day someone is kidnapped that they Google the movie taken about an abduction. He added, I find it very strange. So right now, we still have this disbelief of Carly's story. And I don't know what to say about this. I mean, at first, I believe just like everybody else believe like, okay, the girl could be kidnapped. She could be taken because people even said on social media that this is how sex traffickers work. They put babies out. And someone might find a baby, the next thing you know, they can grab you up and then just go away with you like that. And I thought, okay, that sounds right, because someone with a heart and anybody that sees a baby or just a small child just walking somewhere by themselves, they always look kind of curious about it and they kind of just want to help out that small child or baby. So with this and with the phone call and all that kind of stuff being re-emerging. I'm like, okay, that could be the case. But then whenever the press conference came out and they mentioned all of these facts that they have unlisted and done for everyone, I said, okay, so it was a hoodwink job. It was a bamboozle job to the point that Carly Russell's boyfriend, who at the time over disappearance, he posted up, uh, like a lengthy post on his Instagram and said that Russell was fighting for her life for 48 hours after she went missing in Hoover. And he posted up all these things saying, yo, can you guys come help her find her? All this type of stuff. And then once it came out that 
this thing could be a hoodwink job, he started to delete all of her photos and like everything about her off of his social media page. So this tells me that I don't think the boyfriend even knew about it, but if the boyfriend knew, he's trying to make sure everybody believes that he didn't know anything about it. He wiped every trace of her off of his social media page, the photos that had her and him on it, those were gone, and people are making connections to it, like, okay, so he's doing a cleanup job, they might not be together, who knows, but here's my thing with this, I don't like whether you're black, white, Asian, uh, Hispanic, whatever the hell may be, I don't like how people are able to literally blow the dog whistle on social media or blow the dog whistle on people's emotions because we care about if someone gets kidnapped or abducted. There are times when people are going to say, and I've said it before whenever uh, there was a past episode where I talked about how there's a difference between white people getting kidnapped and black people getting kidnapped. If you have blonde hair, blue eyes, that's like the perfect thing for you to constantly be updated in the news propaganda and all that type of stuff will pay attention on that while us as the black individuals we get kidnapped not a lot of focus be brought onto us with Carly Russell kind of breaking that mold here where people were paying attention people were looking for and now for all of it to be pop out that yo this is not a true thing I don't want people to go back and say see this is the reason why they don't look for us no People still need to look for black individuals. However, I don't care what race you are. You don't need to pull off any type of stupid stunt like this because this casts doubt on the credibility. And whenever they say someone like us could be kidnapped, we're already like a lot of steps back in the world in America. We're a couple steps back in the jobbing field. We're a couple steps back in the education field. We're a couple steps back in the living field. I mean, when you look at everything in America, any type of profession or anything of that nature, we're just a couple steps back. And if we're not a couple steps back, as in like football, uh, basketball, and even sometimes in the entertainment field, we're still looked at as a sideshow entertainment act, not something to be taken as serious as our white counterparts in some of these fields. That's a problem. And for someone of my complexion, someone of the black field to do this and completely trick America where they're already cast down on us, I don't like that. I don't want that to be a representation of us because it's not because there's dozens, hundreds of black men and women and even children that are gone right now that people cannot find. And I want the search to be extensive. I want the search to be uh, red alert. I want the search to be like as prominent as it is when it talks about white people being uh, disappearing or being abducted or being kidnapped. It needs to be at the forefront. This situation right here, it just takes us a couple steps back and it just makes us look bad because now in the most recent years, we have two stains against us now in this uh, search and seek adventure. First one was Jesse Smollett's situation and now 
Carly Russell should be added onto that list. And again, as I said, I don't want that to be a representation of us because there's a lot of us that are missing that are gone right now and still have not been uh, recovered. And I just still want the attention to be on us for us to be recovered, for people to find us, for people to look for us. So hopefully that's the case. That's the mission. And hopefully people don't condemn us for what she did here in this uh, situation. Now, moving over to the next topic here, it's about Florida. Now, I've already said it before, and I'll say it again multiple times. Florida is a crazy state. You could say a ludicrous statement and ask what state did it come from, and I'm probably going to guess Florida, because Florida is known for being ridiculous and crazy and ludicrous, and this just tops it as well, as apparently in Florida's new educational uh, standards for how they're going to teach black history, they're going to say that black people or slaves at the time, they did benefit from being enslaved. Now, the vice president, Carmela Harris, she would talk about how they're trying to whitewash slavery. And according to a 216 page document, public school students will now be taught that some black people received personal benefit from slavery because it taught them useful skills. Instructions includes how slaves develop skills, which in some instances could be applied for their personal benefit. One curriculum benchmark said the new curriculum also says black people perpetrated violence during some race massacres, including the 1906 Atlanta race riot and the 1921 Tulsa massacre. On Thursday at a press conference for the black sorority Delta Sigma Theta, Harris condemned the updated educational standards as revisionist history. Just yesterday in the state of Florida, they decided middle school students will be taught that enslaved people benefited from slavery. They insult us in an attempt to gaslight us, and we will not stand for it. In a statement, Derek Johnson, president of the NAACP, said today's actions by the Florida state government are an attempt to bring our country back to the 19th century America where black life was not valued nor our rights protected. Our children deserve nothing less than the truth, justice, and equality. Our ancestors shed blood, sweat, and tears for. The Florida Education Association, a union representing more than 150,000 educators, called the new curriculum a disservice to Florida students and a big step backwards. Florida students deserve a world-class education that equips them to be successful adults who can heal our nation's divisions rather than deepen them. The president of the Florida Education Association, or FEA, Andrew Spear, would say. Now, I don't know what is going on with Florida. I don't know why they would try to change what slavery is or why they're trying to whitewash it. I don't understand it. This needs to be stopped, I mean, immediately. This is whenever I think the country has to step in whenever a state is trying to do something completely ignoramus and stupid. Slavery had no benefits to it. The only benefit that it had was literally white folks that owned slaves. They got legit free labor. The slaves, they did work that white people did not want to do. Work in the fields, produce cotton, pick food, make food, make the bed, take care of children. All the stuff that white people did not want to do, black people did it and they did it un like against their will. There was not free will in that. This was against their will. People could say, well, they tried to run. 
Yeah, they tried to run, but guess what? They get hunted down like dogs. Some of them escaped, some of them did not. And when they got back, they got whipped or they got dismemberment. Let's call a spade a spade here. This is not something that needs to be flipped around with and mess around with. We know what slavery is. The world knows what slavery is. This is like if Germany was going to mess around with the Holocaust and say, well, I mean, the Holocaust wasn't bad. I mean, the Jewish people, they learned certain things. They got some benefits out of the Holocaust. The whole world will be saying, what the hell is going on here? The Jewish community will shut that mess down immediately. That crap wouldn't pass nowhere. I mean, there'll be no way that that would even get sanctioned. And for somehow that got sanctioned here in Florida, in America, screw Florida, in America. I don't understand how that even gets passed. Again, this proves what I said earlier. They view us black people as second rate, as we already are a couple steps behind white individuals. I've said it, and I think a lot of people have said it before. Don't let nothing fool you. Just because you see certain black people achieving in certain industries, look at that industry and look at the percentage of black people dominating in that industry compared to our white counterparts. And I'm not trying to be against our white people, our white counterparts, our white uh, allies, and all that good stuff. I have no problem with white people. I have no problem with any race on this planet. I have a problem whenever people try to demean and lower black people. I have a problem with that. And this right here, they're trying to, to straight up demean us in our face. And I hope that America steps in and say, nah, you guys can't pass that. You're not going to do that. America as a whole should be able to say, nope. But we'll have to wait and see with that. But I want the black people there. I want the people down in Florida to say, nah, we can't do that. We know what slavery was. We know what it is. We know what it was about. We can't try to change that up. We can't try to make it pretty because certain people that are holding power that are straight up racist at their core is trying to change that. No, people need to stand up and be like, no, we're not going to do that. We're not going to try to change that. So hopefully they do that. And again, Florida, you guys got to do better, bro. You guys really got to do better. America, the government, you guys got to do better. Sometimes you guys got to step in and put your foot down and say, nope, you can't change that. This one right here, this should have been one of those moments where the government should have really put their foot into Florida's neck and say, nope, you're not going to change that. You know what slavery was. You know what it's about. Quit it. Now, moving over into something that happened this week, as this comes from the Daily Beast, Wisconsin cops discover house of horror after bloody children escape. A Wisconsin mom is facing a slew of felonies after her two children were seen wandering the streets completely naked, covered in blood, bruises, and excrement. That's according to a criminal file complaint in Milwaukee County Circuit Court, says uh, Katie Ray Crouch, 34, kept the pair, ages 7 and 9, locked in a bedroom with boarded windows for years on end and never enrolled them in school. Neither child is toilet trained, neither can read or write, and one of the two is unable to form full sentences. The complaint states, when the youngsters managed to escape the outside world last week, one neighbor told police they spotted the older boy walking on the sidewalk like a caveman. Another neighbor said the two were clad only in diapers, running from home to home, and that they had no idea Crouch even had kids, according to the complaint. 
Cops found the walls of the boys' living space smeared with feces, which Crouch at first tried to pass off as clay paint and chocolate, it alleges. Crouch's living boyfriend, Joel Mackey, 38, is also charged with various crimes related to the appalling conditions at the three-bed, one-bath home, which prosecutors described as like something out of a horror movie. So we have another story of a mother and a boyfriend basically brutalizing a mother's kids and keeping them locked away. This is something I will never, ever understand. You give birth to kids if you are not able to raise them financially or living-wise. Why keep them? Give them up for child protective services. Give them up for adoption. That's what you need to do as the older person, as a mother or a egg donor or a sperm donor, whatever the hell you want to call yourselves in this situation, because you're not a mom, you're not a dad in any of these uh, areas. A mom and dad is someone that is loving and supporting and caring and sometimes even the disciplinary to the child, all in the ways that you want the child to grow up to be better than you. You want the child to grow up learning from you and learning from your past mistakes because you're going to teach them some of your past mistakes to make sure that they don't learn it. And also you want them to thrive and survive out here in the world. You don't want to abuse a child. You don't want to try to make a child be lesser than you. And you don't want to keep them ignorant and dumb. That's what happened here. This mom and her boyfriend kept these kids inside of a boarded room. They were not able to use the restroom. Ladies and gentlemen, they were wearing freaking <laughs> diapers at the ages of seven and nine. No, no, this is not good. This isn't good at all. Seven and nine, you're supposed to be in school. You're in elementary school. You're learning your, you're already past learning your colors. You're learning math. You're learning a little bit about social studies, a little bit about uh, science by the age of nine. I mean, no, this whole situation is nasty and disgusting. There's been multiple stories like this before. And again, this will never, ever be something I'm comfortable with. This is never something that I'm just able to, just understand because you are a parent you have duties to look after someone that you birth i don't understand it. if you can't do it give the kid up this is why if you're not able to do something give the kid up give it up don't hold on to it because you're just damaging the child and for this you're damaging two kids now that now have to play catch up they have to learn how to use a a freaking toilet they have to learn how to form sentences they have to learn how to read write they are literally behind the eight ball extremely hard at the ages of seven and nine i'm not saying they can't catch up because god willing they will but you already put them at an extreme disadvantage right here and i'm not i don't ever see this being good i hope they get the book thrown at them i believe they said they're found guilty of the crimes that they're facing, I believe that they're facing up to, what, 
40 years in prison, maximum 44 years. But we'll have to wait and see about that. Hopefully they face those years because, again, I don't I'm not with this. I'm not with it at all. Um, This isn't the only time that we got somebody that's supposedly a parent doing something horrible to their kid this past week because as this was reported by CBS News, a Miami woman age 18 allegedly tried to hire a hitman to kill her three-year-old son. She's now in custody. Um, Jasmine Piaz of Miami was charged with first-degree solicitation of murder in third degree using a communication device for an unlawful purpose. Court documents have shown uh, she was taken to Miami Day Jail, but it was unclear if bond was set or she posted bond. Investigators say they were contacted Tuesday by a man who operates a fake hire and assassin website to report that the woman had contacted him to arrange a murder for hire of the young child. Police said the website founder created it to catch and curb people looking to hire killers. Police said the suspect provided the boy's address and his picture to help felicitate her request. According to the investigators, the woman asked that the job be completed by Thursday. Police traced the IP of the computer that was used to make the request, and it was the same one listed by the woman who made it, the police report says. Officers went to the address and spoke to the boy's grandmother, who identified him as the intended victim based on the murder request submitted online. The boy was found safe and sound at the residence by the police. Investigators then posed as the hired hitman and spoke with the suspect, who agreed to pay $3,000 for the murder assignment. Police then went to her home and arrest her. Investigators didn't spectate on her motive, but said her computer browser still had the murder for hire website on it. And there you have it, another complete idiot that's not a mother. That's not a parent. You were just an egg donor. You... I don't understand it. Give the kid up for adoption. Give the kid up. That's all you have to do. I, people might be saying, Joe, that's easier said than done. I know there's emotions attached to this person that you created, that you birthed out. But if you have these satanic, evil thoughts like this, damn your feelings. Damn your emotions. Give your kid up for adoption. Damn what anybody else has to say about you. Because... It's better to give your kid up for adoption than trying to physically harm your kid for no reason or commit a crime as in trying to kill said kid because this was not the way. This was idiocracy. This was not thinking at all. But hey, people are going to say what they want. I think that she should have gave the kid up for adoption. I think a lot of people are going to say that she probably should have gave the kid up for adoption. But this, as I said, is not the way that you become or are a parent to someone this just proves that you're not you're not that you're not that at all so let this be a lesson to everyone if you have children and you feel that you cannot handle them first and foremost take a deep breath count to 10 do something to relax yourself and just think about everything in its totality think of your kid think of yourself think of all of what you're doing and just lay it down just be real with yourself write down what it takes to basically raise the kid financially uh raise the kid be emotionally stable for the kid are you able to do all those things because if you're not give the kid up for adoption or if a family member's ready to uh 
take care of the kid, give that kid up to the family member because it still stays in the family, and something because killing your kid or brutalizing and doing like unspeakable things to your kid is not the way at all. It's not the way to go, and hopefully people understand that. I know people aren't going to, but just me with my own fair thinking, I'm hoping that they will think about these type of things, and I'm hoping that the people that are listening to this, they're able to see and understand that, A, that's not how you're supposed to do things. As a matter of fact, let me give you the way of how you're supposed to do things as a parent. Last, what? The last time I spoke to you guys on the midweek episode, episode uh, 20, I believe, I talked about how the White House had cocaine in it. It has come back that the White House did find cocaine, but they are not able to say who cocaine it was. Now, there's been speculation saying that it was uh, Hunter Biden, and Joe Biden, being the man that he is, he's always protected Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden has gotten to some issues, as Joe Biden has been the president. And whether you want to say it or not, we all know Joe Biden has uh, helped out his son. And I'm going to have to say allegedly to this because you cannot prove this. So allegedly, Joe Biden has helped out his son. There's always been the speculation and rumors. But even if he did, that's what you're supposed to do. You're going to help out your kid in this time of need. You're going to help out your kid if you have the power to say, be like the president of the United States to get them out of situations, you're going to do so because you're not going to allow your kid to just wither away in toil. So that's how you're supposed to do things. Again, White House said that it's found cocaine, but they do not know who it belongs to. And again, it could be Hunter Biden. It could not be. I don't know. But I just found it completely hilarious whenever they said that, yeah, we found it, but we're going to end our investigation at that. We don't know who it is. It just fuels up the narrative and the speculation of saying, yeah, that's Hunter Biden, and yeah, Biden is uh, protecting his son again. And if Joe Biden is doing stuff, hey, man, that's what you're supposed to do. And I don't uh, blame Joe Biden for that at all. Now, before I get to Hollywood news, I just want to say this. If you are a worker at a store and someone is trying to steal from you, let them steal out of that store because you could end up like this woman here there's a woman that worked for a Lowe's in Georgia. She got punched in the face three times after trying to stop the thieves. And now she has been fired after working there for 13 years. So that's what happened. Apparently, she broke a uh, store policy for trying to stop the thieves from stealing. And apparently, they had uh, $2,100 dollars worth of merchandise in their shopping cart when they try to uh, steal. But just being a person that is an overachiever at your job, that does not mean you're going to be financially compensated for the work that you're putting into at your job. You're just going to be looked at as an employee that the boss can abuse and throw more work onto you and take advantage of you. That's why the slackers at the job, usually they keep their job because they slack off and they just know how to work within their parameter and that's about it. So now this woman has been fired from her job that she's been working for for 13 years. And again, reminder, stay within your parameters, stay within your box. Don't try to uh, go above and beyond for your employer because if you do, you can just end like this woman right here.
Now, moving away from the news portion of the show, I want to talk about Hollywood. As I said, I've been gone for two weeks, and there was things that I saw these past two weeks that kind of warranted my opinion because everybody had one. I didn't want to say nothing on social media. I wanted to wait until I get to this microphone to speak it. And the first thing I want to talk about is the Kiki Palmer situation with her baby father. And I understand this time has come and passed, but I do want to mention this. Now, for the people that don't know about it or or unaware of what happened two weeks ago, Kiki Palmer, she went to an Usher concert. She wore a revealing-esque type dress. Well, it was a black thong bodysuit under a sheer dress. And in that video at the Usher concert, Usher walked up to Kiki. They sung a little bit. Kiki hugged up on Usher. She did a twirl for Usher and basically showing off her butt to Usher. And people at that concert were cheering Kiki, even though I was booing, because how can you boo a situation like that in person? But on social media, the baby father, he would tweet out a tweet that has now been deleted, criticizing Kiki Palmer's uh, outfit, and he would say, it's the outfit, though, you a mom. Now, people on internet were tearing him up, and he doubled down in it. He said, we live in a generation where a man of the family doesn't want the wife and mother to his kids to showcase booty cheeks to please others, and he gets told how much of a hater he is. That was the follow-up tweet to that now deleted tweet. Now, again, people ate up homeboy for saying all of that, but I'm going to say this. I think every man knows what he wanted to say, but he couldn't say it. If you don't bring yourself home and quit acting that way, first and foremost, a man conducted himself wrong. He should have just shut up, wait till she got home, and then they have that conversation there if you have a problem with what she did. The outfit was not the problem, is what she did was the problem. That's the first thing, and I'm pretty sure he knows that now because I'm pretty sure he's probably talking to Kiki about this. But I want to talk to the people on the internet. Now, for the people that might be saying to yourself, why would he say anything? It is a part of the custom now of this whole world that you have to say something on social media. If someone disrespects you on social media, you're going to say something on social media just for you to get back or get your side of the situation out because you're not going to be wanting to be presented as a chump. And for this situation and with the word cuck being thrown around so flagrantly, that was the word for Kiki's baby father. People would have called him a man a cuck and people were still calling him a cuck because people were thinking that Kiki probably slept with homeboy uh, Usher in that the baby father, he couldn't do nothing about it. So he had to sit down and cry about it. So, again, he says something on social media in which we all have had our bad moments on social media. This was his. Give the man some grace. Hopefully he learned from that situation. But more importantly, for the people that condemned him for that, I just want you guys to think about it. If you're in that situation, man or female, if your partner or spouse happened to go and do something flagrant, in which we all can admit, I don't care who you are, you can admit what Kiki did in that situation was kind of a little bit flagrant there, you will feel tight. And Homeboy felt tight about that. Just imagine you're dating someone that has more power, more fame than you. She goes somewhere and she gets spotted out 
or he gets spotted out being videotaped dancing and doing something flagrant with someone and now everybody on the internet is able to see that how would that make you feel hell women have a problem when people show a clip of their man cheating on them or hugged up on a female people throw it up online women have a problem with that and a man we have a problem with it too if somebody hugs up on your girl you have a complete problem with that if you see that on social media so i just saw everybody blasting kiki palmer's baby father and i just thought you guys don't know if you guys were in his shoes you guys will be doing the exact same thing as a matter of fact you guys probably would have tweeted out something way worser Mans thought he could just get away by criticizing the dress, which that was the stupid thing to do. And it's a stupid thing to even say anything online. As I said before, you need to wait until your partner gets home and then you and that person can have a talk about it. But again, in this day and age that we're in with social media being so close at our fingertips and our emotions being so quick because you don't want to be viewed as a punk or a coward or anything else, you immediately go off and start tweeting away or instagramming your feelings or whatever social media app you use that's what you do and that's what happened here now is kiki still with her baby father i don't know that's for them more than likely some probably article going to come out next month probably detailing is she still with him or not and we'll find out by that but that was just something i wanted to get off and talk about because again i saw people talk about that two weeks ago and in that situation didn't leave my mind also i want to wish congratulations to uh rapper corday and his girlfriend naomi osaka for the birth of their baby girl that was something that i happened to see again while i was on my hiatus and i want to wish naomi and corday well wishes and many blessings on the arrival of their baby girl and also to naomi because she plans on getting back into tennis so well wishes on that as well I also want to give well wishes and many blessings over to Lindsay Lohan and her husband. Um, This past week, it was announced that Lindsay Lohan, she gave birth to their first child, her first child, a son. So I want to give them well wishes as well. Now, moving over to the well wishes portion of this. Another thing that happened two weeks ago was the Britney Spears whole getting uh, slapped down by an NBA uh, bodyguard. Which, if you saw the video, that was not truly what happened. I saw the video, and she happened to try to touch the NBA player. The security kind of swiped her hand away, and in the process of doing so, his hand hit her face. It was not on purpose. It was not meant like that. I saw it, and the whole internet started going crazy, saying, Oh my God, how can that security guard hit Britney Spears in the face? People were getting all up in arms, and I thought to myself, if did you see the video? He didn't like, like you know, a well force kind of like slapped to the face. He didn't do none of that. He swiped her hand away from touching the ball player, and in doing so, his hand happened to hit her face. It wasn't like that. It wasn't meant like that. It wasn't purposely. My man was doing his job, and his job is to protect the number one draft pick in the. NBA draft. I don't know my man's last name. I know he's Victor something. He goes to the NBA Spurs and people were just constantly like bombarding him asking, is he going to apologize for that? And yada, 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 which I found stupid because again, 
your security is supposed to protect you, not supposed to allow nobody to touch you, not allow somebody to get close to you like that. And the security guard did his job. And Britney Spears, she has been famous for a long time. She's been famous literally since I was a kid. She knows how this whole famous game works. She got caught up in the excitement and she just wanted to get a photo or get some acknowledgement from the NBA player and that didn't happen. The bodyguard kind of shut that down and you saw what happened. And I didn't like the victim tag that everybody was tagging on to Britney Spears. Oh my gosh, she's a victim. Oh my God. Nah, dog. Security did what security had to do. She know what it is. To have security, she's been famous, as I said, majority all my life. She knows what bodyguards are supposed to do. So I guarantee you, somebody in her camp that was a bodyguard probably did the exact same thing to someone that wanted to get close to Britney Spears, and she just happened to uh, get a taste of that, and she didn't like it. But again, bodyguards are supposed to protect you, and I stand with that bodyguard 100%. He did not mean to slap her. He just happened to guide her hand away from the basketball player. He was protecting the money, and he was securing his job, so good on him. Now, moving away from that, on to a bigger thing that happened. Um, the writer strike, and now the actor strike. We are in a time where writers and actors are standing together in solidarity. This is the first time it's happened in 60-some-odd years, and the biggest thing was that is that writers and actors, they both want livable wages because as I'm understanding during this whole streaming era writers and actors are not getting the style of money and the style of residual checks and just the safety net to which they used to get back in the day now I didn't know much about all of this whole protesting thing I saw it, I was like, okay, cool, they're protesting to get more money, and it really hit home to me how the residual checks really do work, because the actress, Kimiko Glenn, she was on Orange the New Black, and she was in a movie with Matt Damon some time ago, and she posted up a TikTok showing a residual statement, and this was in 2020, and her residual statement was for $27.00 and 30 cents and on that residual statement you will see a lot of orange and new black orange and new black and i mean it just went down 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 and it only went for a couple of cents for each of those uh oranges and new black and i thought to myself how could that be when orange and new black was something that everybody talked about for some time i remember people talking about orange and new black constantly to the point that I said, okay, let me see what the Orange New Black is all about. And I happened to click it. And I was like, okay, this was about, all right, cool. Saw a couple episodes and then I dipped off because that wasn't for me. I just wanted to see what everybody was uh, getting about. But with people having that love for Orange New Black, for it to be one of the shows that helped kind of, not going to say catapult Netflix, but it was one of them shows that helped Netflix stay as one of the big streaming giants. Um, for them not to get as much money, that kind of is sickening to me. I don't understand it. Um, I started looking into an article and there's something that I want to bring to you right now. Uh, Shania Lathan, she talked to the Washington Post 
about residual checks. How back in the day, residual checks, you could still pay your bills. The precise uh, quote was, at least when you worked back in the day, you saw residual checks and you could pay your bills. I think I got my SAG card during a secret deodorant commercial. She said I was able to pay my rent then for a whole year while I was still a struggling actor going out for auditions. That would never happen today. So that's just something right there. You got a check and you were able to pay your rent back in the day for a whole year. And so you're a struggling actor and you're going out for auditions. You probably still got to pick up side jobs to still kind of like pay for yourself and pay for your food and do all this type of stuff. But you were able to get a check, a residuals check to pay your rent for a whole year. And now you can't do that. Rent has gone up so much. Residual checks are not as much. I believe uh, my man who played Bill Cosby's son on uh, the Cosby's, he went on The Breakfast Club, I believe, about a year ago or so, and he talked about how the residual checks year by year start dropping. They don't become uh, big. And he mentioned how I believe if they keep running and running, you don't get the same amount. It keeps dipping lower and lower and lower. And I thought that was crazy because you don't hear about that. The actors really don't come out and tell you that the residual checks are small. I mean, he was the first guy that I heard talk about that. So when I heard that, I was like, okay, that's weird. And now to see the residual checks from the Archer's New Black Girl, uh, hearing Shania Lathan talk about how the residual checks back then you could pay your rent. Now, not so much. And now all the actors are joining the writer strike because they want to get paid. Because think about it. These writers and these actors, they are away from their families months throughout the year. They're at their television sets or movie sets. They have to rewrite something or the actors have to act something out or whatever the case may have you. They create a masterpiece or sometimes they create a dud. It still gets sent out to the people. They get their sum of cash right then and there, but then you think, okay, the residual checks are going to be big, and then when they get them, they're not big. They're a flop. They're a couple cents or one or two cents on the dollar for every per episode, and that's the residual. Now, with the writers, here's something that frustrates them more, and this strike is really, really towards the future of writing. Some writers, I didn't know this until I looked at it, some writers are locked into a contract for a specific show that, okay, cool, we did the writing for the show, we shot the show, season one's done, writer strike is happening. Oh yeah, we can't work for another show until the network says, oh yeah, your show is going to either be approved or is going to be terminated. And while you're in limbo, you can't write for another show. So more than likely, you're sitting on ice. Which means these writers now have to go and get a civilian-style job. Whether they are a waiter or a busboy or working as cashier or trying to be a bank teller. You're telling these writers, hey, by the way, stop what you're doing because we don't know if we want to continue with your show or not. Go pick up a regular job. And... Just wait until we decide your fate. 
if we want to bring your show back or we want to cancel it. And sometimes television uh, companies, they're quick to say, hey, yo, this show's canceled, it's done, bow. Some shows, they're in limbo, you don't know until months go by and be like, okay, cool, you're great, you're set. You don't ever know. So the writers, they're in limbo and they're just waiting it out. So they're starving themselves out until they get an answer. So this strike is really for them and the actors. They just want to get paid up, straight up. And I'm not mad at either side. The actors need to get paid. The writers need to get paid. But right now, as they're striking, I just want everyone to know, you guys better start streaming some of these shows. Just straight up, bar none. You better start streaming because a lot of these shows that are coming up, they're going to be the last of the Mohegans until the striking is done. Because you got some shows that are already done. They're going to be set. And once these shows are done, you guys got nothing but reruns to constantly go and watch over shows that you've already seen before. Scenes of a series that you've seen before. Or you tried to venture out into other series that you might not have seen before, but like, okay, cool, I'll start watching this. Like I said, this is what this whole thing is now. You better start getting onto the streaming sites and start looking at some shows, start having some of these shows lined up. Because the only shows that are going to constantly be moving in production-wise, they said are game shows, soap operas, and reality TV. Those are the three things that's going to be constantly being in production. Uh, Writing for sitcoms and dramas and sci-fi, all the other shows that are scripted shows, they're on pause. Movies, I have a feeling they're going to be on pause. So, yo, dog, any movie that's going to come out that's already kind of done, cherish them because you don't know what other movies are going to be coming out or when's it going to come out because of this whole striking stuff. So, again, I stand with the actors. I stand with the writers. I hope you guys get your money. I hope you guys get paid because you guys do a job that a lot of people wish they could do, but not a lot of people can do, and that's entertain and keep people entertained at a level that they want to go back and basically tell people about your show. So writers and actors continue to strike, hold on to each other, and make them come back to you guys. Don't give up. Don't forfeit. Don't bend the knee. That's what I'm hoping for. I hope you guys get the money that you guys are truly asking for. I hope you guys do not turn into another uh, PGA and Saudi Arabia type deal where some of your actors might bend the knee over to the big companies and give up. I hope that doesn't happen, but time will tell with that, right? Now, moving over to what I talked about, the streaming uh, sites. Better get the streaming. Um, Netflix, as it was covered by Variety, Netflix has killed off their cheapest no-ad plans in the U.S. and the U.K. as new members are trying to go towards Netflix because, as I said before, streaming is starting to uh, bolster up. Netflix is no longer offering its cheapest streaming plan without ads. The basic plan, which provided a single stream for $9.99 in the U.S. and 6 pounds a month in the UK is no longer available for new or rejoining members in these respective countries. According to Netflix, existing basic members can remain on this plan until you change plans or cancel your account. The elimination of Netflix basic plan is designed to boost customers on the ad 
supported standard with ads, which the company first launched last November. In May, Netflix said it has signed up more than 5 million members for its ad-supported plans, with 25% of the new subs taking the package. A spokesperson for Netflix did tell Variety our starting prices of $6.99 in the U.S. and £4.99 in the U.K. for standard with ads lower than the competition and provide great value to consumers given the breadth and catalog, well, quality of our catalog. So, there you have it. You know the price for standard with ads. Now, with that information, that's the pricing for ads. If you don't want ads, the standard in the U.S. is $15.50. The premium is $20. Now, what's the difference between standard and premium? Uh, the number of screens at once that Netflix allows for standard for $15.50 and also standard with ads are two, while premium, the $20 one, it is four. So that's the difference. And also, premium gives you HD and Ultra HD. While standard with ads and standard just gives you full HD, which is 180 uh, pixels. Now, just in case, if you feel like you don't want to pay the streaming sites any money to watch any shows, I would suggest try to go to a friend and ask them what type of websites they go to for a streaming show. Because somebody has to know something. Just in case. I'm not promoting it. I'm just not going to play dumb to you guys. I live in a reality-based world. We all live in reality here. You know so certain websites that you can go to. Talk to someone, and they'll probably be able to direct you to the right place for you to watch some of these shows if you do not want to pay to go to Netflix to watch a certain show. Now, the next thing I want to talk about is Vanna White. As was reported by Dateline, Vanna White inks a new deal to continue on Celebrity Wheel of Fortune. It put an emphasis on that one, Celebrity Wheel of Fortune. Vanna White has signed a new deal to return as host of ABC Celebrity Wheel of Fortune, which involves a significant salary increase we hear. No decision yet for White on the syndicated mothership Wheel of Fortune as her contract runs through 2024. So they have her set for Celebrity Wheel of Fortune as the host. They already inked that down. Um, they have no decision on Wheel of Fortune. So that tells you that they're willing to keep her for the celebrity version because why not? She's uh, been a staple and I think the celebrities are able to connect with Vanna more on a personal level because majority of all the celebrities is going to be on the Wheel of Fortune or probably fans of Vanna and like her and Pat Sajak while this new rebrand that they're going to be doing with uh, Wheel of Fortune that has Ryan Seacrest on it. I think they're probably going to go with someone younger than Vanna White, so they'll probably keep her on the celebrity one, but time will tell. They did not say anything about that. They're still doing contract negotiations with Vanna White. At least that's what I'm expecting, so we'll just have to wait and see, but I'm glad that Vanna White did ink a new deal with them to keep her on, at least as host of ABC's uh, Celebrity Wheel of Fortune. Now, the last thing here before I get you guys out of here, I want to talk about Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx, he's back up and at him. He's been moving around for the past week or two and he would send out an Instagram video and I'm just going to play you a quick little snippet of what Jamie Foxx had to say to everyone in said Instagram video. First of all, I want to say thank you to everybody that's prayed, man, and sent me messages. I cannot even begin to tell you 
um, uh, how far it took me and how, how it brought me back. Um, uh, I went through something that I, I thought I would never ever go through. Uh, and I know a lot of people were waiting, you know, or wanting to hear updates, but to be honest with you, I just didn't want you to see me like that, man. You know, I want you to see me laughing, having a good time, partying, cracking a joke, doing a movie, television show. I didn't want you to see me with uh, with tubes um, running out of me and and trying to figure out uh, if if I was gonna make it through. And to be honest with you, my uh, my sister Deidre Dixon, my daughter Corinne Marie saved my life. So uh, to them, to God, to a lot of great medical people, uh, I'm able to leave you this uh, video. I cannot tell you how great it feels to have your family kick in in such a way. And, and y'all know they kept it airtight. They didn't let nothing out. They protected me. And that's what I hope that everyone could have in moments like these. And that right there was Jamie Foxx. Now, Jamie, he's back. I'm not sure if he's back to normal yet or he's still trying to get himself all the way there yet. But Jamie Foxx, we have known that he's uh, walking around. He's been showing his face out there in the media. And every time he does so, people are taking photos, is making headlines because of how long he was out because nobody knows still to this day at least the media-wise, of what took him out, what had him in the hospital for so long. Whenever Jamie Foxx feels like telling people what happened, he'll do that on his own time. And I'm glad that he was able to speak to everyone and let them know what's going on with him. So I'm glad to see Jamie Foxx is up and about. And I'm glad that he did mention how his uh, sister and his daughter kept everything unlock and make sure nothing slipped out i'm glad that he mentioned that and talked about how they provided and cared for him and saying that family is supposed to do that now he had family to do that that's still a beautiful thing but again congratulations to jamie foss congratulations to his family for keeping everything under lock and key and again remember everyone whenever it comes down to someone's personal health like that if they do not mention anything it's not right for us to be spectating at all is only right for us to spectate whenever people throw out nuggets to us. But until then, don't speculate. Don't say nothing. Just let everything play out as it's going to. Now, with all that being said, it's time for me to get you guys out of here. I would like to thank all the podcasting sites that I'm a part of. I want to say thank you for putting out this episode to the listeners so they can download this. And I also want to thank you guys, the downloaders, the listeners, for um, listening to this episode because as I said before and I mean this without you guys it'd just be me talking into a microphone into an open and empty void and I just want to say thank you for listening and hopefully you took something out of this episode um, remember I am back I am doing my whole podcasting thing again you guys will be hearing from me again Wednesday and Saturday and also next Sunday as well so always remember I love you 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 I do love you guys this is not a gimmick this is not a joke I really do appreciate everyone that downloads and listens to the episodes uh, weekly and it truly truly uh, touches my heart every time I see people listening to it from every other uh, country the states I really do appreciate that now with that being said 
have a great Sunday. Have a great week. Please uh, stay hydrated. Drink as much water as you can. Get as much fluid into your body as you can because it's extremely hot around the world. And uh, just stay hydrated. And remember, I will be back Wednesday, Saturday, and Sunday. So with that, this is a goodbye. This is until you hear from the sweet sounding voice again. This has been my Two Cents Podcast hosted by G2. He is I and I am him. I love you all. And I'll see you guys uh, when I see you. So with that, Kanye, can you please take these people home? I'm tired. You tired. Uh-huh. Jesus wept. Uh-huh.